Hey there, Patriots. Look who's here with me, David Mahoney. We've been only trying to get together for like forever. Hey, David, how are you? At, at least at least three months, Melissa. Your <laughs> schedule, the time difference, then the clocks changed. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of confusion. We're trying to bring world peace and we can't even get our schedules on the same page. But anyway, welcome. But the welcome thing is, yeah, thank you, Melissa. I've been following you. Well, you've been a really busy girl recently, haven't you? I have been, have been. It's good with a lot of good Good news. Good stuff going on. Okay, so what I want to ask you is because I saw something, uh, I don't know if it was that you posted or Charlie posted, something about the Queen funeral preparations. And I'm like, what is that? Because I heard she's having a birthday party. So what is it? Yeah, <laughs> what is it? This, this got really out of hand very quickly, but it's a typical sort of situation with me, Melissa. I went to a friend's house about two weeks ago and a guy sitting there, he has these small apartments that he rents out. And I went around to see him um, and the guy said, oh, my God, I know you. You're Mahoney. I said, how are you, mate? He says, oh, you know, I watch your work. But this guy was so awake, he started talking about stuff that I was tracking at the moment. I did a story recently about an Egyptian princess called Skota, who was the daughter of Akhenaten and Nefertiti. And if you track back, these were the two people that were trying to reintroduce the religion called the Law of One, which is all about the power we have. So his father, this is 1450 BC. I mean, it's a mind-blowing oh, story. This is long ago. Okay. Long, long ago. And they were talking about Moses. Moses um, was um, all involved in this story as well. But the guy knew all about it anyway. That's going to take too long. But it's a story I did in Ireland because this Egyptian princess is buried in Ireland. So I was back in Ireland Um did a whole story on the grave. Why is there an Egyptian princess buried? It's an official government mark spot, you know, and it took us, um, it's about three, three miles, well, two miles off the high, off the little country road. So we got there. But what he told me was, um, he said, listen, Mahoney, for the last 20 years, um, my father started at first and he said, our business was we were guardians of equipment that's going to be used for the Queen's funeral. Now, I can't tell you what the equipment was because it would identify them. There are many people in the UK that have different equipment. But for the sake of arguing, I'll just the say, equipment. imagine that, the, yeah, the equipment, imagine it's um, the barriers that they keep crowds back. Okay. Imagine these barriers have to be a specific design. Imagine they've all got her logo on it or something like that. So okay. this is the okay. sort of thing. Okay, I want to say something sort of you, oh, before you do that. I want to talk about Skoda. Are you going to go back to Skoda? Because I have something to tell you about Skoda before we go off on another subject. Yeah, absolutely. Go on, we'll okay. talk so about hold, that. Yeah, I didn't know you knew about it. I know you'll be, you'll be gone down the road and I'll be like, wait, 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 turn back on this one, this quick, quick little road. Interesting <laughs> that you brought this up because I have a whole playlist on my website, freedomforce.live, on the lost tribes of Israel. Let me say this in super, yeah. super quick. Back in the day when, um, oh gosh, Hezekiah, uh, what's, I don't know what his name, Zedekiah, whatever his name was, there's a king. I can't remember his name right now. Either way, he had he was from, he was on the line of Judah, okay? There were two lines of Judah, the Perez line and the Zara line. The Perez line was ruling in Jerusalem. The Zara line, it said, well, where are we going to rule? They ended up going to Ireland back in the day. Yeah. This is like after they got out of Egypt and all that, they said, well, where are we going to rule? Then they, they headed over to Ireland. Fast forward to the day when Nebuchadnezzar comes in and, and lays siege to Jerusalem and hauls everybody off to, to Babylon. Now, and, and he, he kills the two sons of the king. 
So he's like, I've snuffed out the line of Judah. The, 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 the savior can never come. This is over. It's done. I finished the, the it's the end of any, you know, the, of the good ruling the world, basically. I've, I've, the evil has won. Okay. What they didn't know was that Jeremiah had, had the king's two daughters hidden underneath the, the, the temple in the, all the catacombs of Jerusalem because it's all Jerusalem stone, right? One of them was, yeah. one of them was named Tia Tethi, as in English T, and the other one was named Skoda. They, ah. He hauled them. They, they went to Egypt for a while, okay? But, okay, your time's, time is, is, is different from this one. This is, oh, gosh, 720 B.C., Okay. Yeah, this that... is this is 1450 BC. Well, it, it could be a similar name, but it's funny how it's tied in, and it's funny how you know about and it. And they went to Egypt, and it's funny that I know about it. And it is so funny that you bring it up of all things. Okay, so it's a really important story because it she's the she's the beginning of Scotland. So exactly. Okay, so so this is similar to your story. Okay, so they ended up take uh, uh, Jeremiah did not want to go through Egypt, but he ended up going through Egypt. Long story. Anyway, so we went through there. Then, then they said, we got to get out of here. And they, we, uh, he took both Tiatepi and, and Skoda with, with the Stone of Destiny. The, yeah, you know yeah. The stone I was just of filming it. Pardon? I know, Jacob's, pil Jacob's Pillow. <laughs> Which is the stone that they carried through the wilderness that the water poured out of. You know, they've talked about, oh, this it was this stone. No, they, they moved around all the time. They had to have a movable stone. And the water would literally pour out of this stone. It's like, where's it? It's not, you know, you look at it, you're like, how's the water coming out of this thing? It's not attached to a pipe anywhere. It's not out of the, a geyser or anything. It's a stone. This is the one that, that Jacob had put his head on. And, uh, and all of a sudden, he could, he could see heaven. He could see heaven. He was the connecting... Angels, up the, exactly yeah. exactly that connection so that's I think that's probably where you were going with this story anyway so so so, so now they've gone over there that that was the, the beginning of the of the monarchy they on tara which is in ireland they had the, the coronation was there so the two sticks the two tribes of judah rejoined the paris and the zara line rejoined uh paris line was 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 tia Tepe, and then the um Harriman was with the the Zara line and they married they started the monarchy and at that point it was like the Camelot type of thing okay but then you've got Skoda the sister so she is ruling from Scotland okay then fast mm -hmm. forward William Wallace and all that they took a um they fought but then the bad guys the 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 house of whatever Windsor whatever took over the monarchy and have, have been usurpers ever since but about 50 years ago and they've always had this stone they said that it was the number one most important possession of all of England was this stone and they always had it tucked underneath her her throne and so when she was coronated she had this big dress on because they said where they were hiding that stone because it was a fake someone had come in and stolen it back to the rightful heirs in Scotland and that's a picture of uh, 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 who's got the power to remove the sword from the stone that that legend you know and i really do believe yeah it's trump because he's from both lines of judah well he's take their, a breath. their heir <laughs> go ahead that's a lot that was a lot because you're actually you're actually right on it the only the only thing difference is the time the dates but i could be wrong on that because what i've studied it's exactly the same story so okay. here's what I know. So this okay. is what I was following. Okay. They left Egypt. They came up. They moved. They moved down through Spain. Okay. With the Stone of Destiny, Jacob's Pillow, Nefertiti Akhenaten, and all of his entourage with Skota went up through Spain into the top of Spain, and then they entered Ireland. 
Now that you're talking, you're right. There's two places. There's the Hill of Tara and Tara Hill. They're not very far from each other. And these is this was the base of where they crowned all the heads of the Celtic tribes in You've Ireland. Been there? I haven't been to these two places, but th this is the story I was just filming. I'm going to send you the videos afterwards. You're going to freak out because oh, we be haven't oh, even... I'm so glad you brought this up. This was not even what we were planning on talking about, but I'm just so glad <laughs> you brought this up. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. What are you talking about? So You've been doing so a, let a me video do on that? I've, yeah, I've made several videos. You're going to freak out when I send it to you. Um, so, Scota and her entourage, Scota ends up in Scotland, they named the whole country after Scotland, and Scotland and Ireland were joined at the time by something called the Giant's Causeway, which I was filming in January. I went and did that story because I was doing a whole series of myth and legends in Ireland. So that's where I'm from. So, so now it's covered up with water. It's covered up with water, but they were joined at the time, and even if they wasn't joined, it would have been a very short trip by ocean, by the sea. So the, the Stone of Destiny was held in Ireland for about a thousand years and then eventually it was moved back to Scotland. Now I have to take a pause and veer off here because um, two years ago I was tracking a story about a guy called Joseph Gregory Hallett and the, the story went bananas. So Greg Hallett was talking about how the line, the lineage of the British crown was fake and false and he, he proved it all he had he tracked it all with family trees we did three super interesting interviews with him so very professionally filmed that took a whole crew with me it was very very interesting stuff but he talked about this stone of destiny okay now about a year ago maybe a year and a half ago greg told me i was contacted well, well actually we need to go back to this so stone of destiny was in scotland and it was placed within a holy order that were um, set up to protect this stone. And it was in a town or a village called Holy Stone. So this order of monks was set up to protect it. Now, Edward Longshanks, which was a, a terrible English king, removed what he thought was the Stone of Destiny from Scotland. He moved it back down to the cathedral Westminster Abbey, and it sits underneath the chair where all of the British monarch have been crowned, have been um, declared sovereign, king, queen, whatever. But in the 1950s, the story you're talking about was two drunk Scottish students managed to get into this building and they managed to remove the stone and they took it back to Scotland. And there was hell on. The British went bananas saying, you got to bring that back. And the legends, the story says they switched the stone. Now that the queen had already been on that chair, they switched the stone and gave them a fake to cut the line of yep. this sacred holy yep. stone. Yep. Now, about 18 months ago, I was contacted by a guy in Scotland and he said, Mahoney, my grandfather was in that holy order looking and guarding that stone. He says, I think I know where they put the real one. Come to Scotland. And I'll show you where it is, but we need to do some excavation and some land surveys. You have identified it in two possible places. I said, mate, it's October, November. The ground is going to be frozen. We have to wait till the spring. And then the guy disappeared. I never heard from him again. So I don't think that the stone in the British crown is the real one. There's never going to be, there's never going to be another queen or king. But go back to the Scota story. It's like I saw 
a, a parade where they were saying that they were re returning it back to its rightful home. But it's been a while, gosh, it's, it's probably been three years. Well, it's the 50s. They they probably did a song and dance about it, but the Scottish... In fact, recently, there was a group of, a group of people took over another location where they claimed to be holding another holy stone and saying, this isn't the holy stone. They kind of stormed this castle and went in there. That was only about in. a couple of years ago. Hmm. So go back to Scota. In a small place in Ireland, near a town called Dingle, there's a government-marked um, gravestone, and it says Scota's Grave. So one of the people that I work with, a lot of my spiritual work, she's from that area, and I was introduced to her through the guy that I work with called Huna Flash from the house of Huna. He says, oh, there's a girl in Ireland that knows where Scota's Grave is. I said, I have to go there. So I flew back, we went and found it, and we did a whole whole film about it, about finding out. I was with a guy called Nick Sylvester, who I've just finished talking to. And we did we did um, a whole video on it. And why is there an Egyptian princess buried in Ireland who would name Scotland after? The Holy Stone was removed. Now this goes up to the next thing about this queen story. Because she was adopted, for what I'm saying, she was adopted by this Egyptian um what do you call the top guy with a pharaoh, whatever. But her her origin was that she was the the the, the queen of Judah with her sister Tia mm -hmm. Tepe. Okay, T-E-A-T-E-P-H-I. The I can't remember her dad's name. Zedekiah, Hezekiah, I think it's anyway, whatever his name was, the one who Judah uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar killed his sons and, and hauled off the dad. Anyway, when, when during the siege of Nebuchadnezzar. But yeah, so so she was. But she's more than that. I guess you did. You yeah. had you heard that that she was more than just an Egyptian princess. Yeah, I mean, what they're saying is now that she she represents that divine feminine that's coming out now. How the the spirit of the feminine energy is rising and rising and rising and coming back. And here's the next weird thing. And then Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar didn't kill the daughters. He didn't feel that there could be that if, that females could become queen or whatever that he didn't feel like that way even if he knew that they were alive he wasn't worried about them but he in god's word that they can become the monarch okay so cool. continue well here's something biblical that happened on that journey melissa you're gonna get goosebumps now okay okay so okay. i was in i was in egypt three years ago and i was traveling through a distant part of the desert i was all over egypt and i was going down to a an ancient site called Abu Simbu, which was originally a temple moved when they built the dam. We stopped at this desert cafe and I looked into the, the desert. The desert was this pink red color. I've never seen sand like it. So I took a water bottle I was drinking and I filled this water bottle up with sand. And I've had it in my house for three years and I've never known what to do with it. So I took that bottle of sand with me, knowing that I was going to go back to Scota's grave. And I took it back as an offering, knowing that she had this Egyptian connection. I said, I'm going to do a ceremony, just thanking her and honoring her. No black magic voodoo stuff. Just, you know, don't get freaked out. No. But as I flew, as I flew from Spain, I had to change in England, in London. The biggest Moroccan, well, actually, it's not that part of Morocco, the biggest sahara sandstorm in living memory was sucked up into the atmosphere and it covered all of europe in a ready pink dust it followed me to england and then the, the day that we did the ceremony we just said 
we want to honor you for where you've been in this beautiful Irish Glen. We weren't saying anything crazy. The, this storm followed me. And then when I came back to this part of Spain from the, the whole coast of where I go, because I was in a different city called Granada, which I never go to, that was clear, but the whole coast for three days was covered in a thick cloud of orange pink dust. It was like living in Mars. And I can share, I'll share these videos with you wow. as a confirmation of what I did yeah. to go there and honor her because of where she's got. Now, the next part of the story is still ties into where we're going with the Queen story because this guy okay, has got the equipment. Go, one more thing before we go off on the, our story of the Tara. Tara on that mountain, it's a green hill, right? And they mm -hmm. have replaced it. They put an Asherah pole there. Right, a phallic yeah. symbol there now, because yeah. that is yeah. where they were crowned on this stone. And when the stone, it says this in the Bible, many places I could take it to, take you to, where they would stand on the stone, or they would sit on the stone, or you know, be right there by the stone, and the stone would cry out the name of whoever was being crowned. Now it didn't do that when it was the House of Windsor, but it did that when it was Tia Tefi and all, you know, whether it was in, in, in the ancient times uh, when it was the, when it was being used properly. And then that's so cool. Okay, so go fast forward the the, the seventeen movement. If you look at the, the, at the mountain, it's like the seventeen, right? You know what I mean? It's a figure yeah, yeah. eight. The the symbol yeah. is a green figure eight, and that is Tara. Is a is a green figure eight. And last thing is that okay remember that gone with the wind to again talking with the yeah. about the wind you know and and uh, uh wind in the, in the scriptures is really talking a lot about the spirit of god just moving on you moving on me to to move us to where we you know and help us to understand things we've never understood before and and to help to to achieve this peace on earth and this understanding anyway so there was that movie gone with the wind and they then remember the name of the plantation was tara or tara yeah and what they're saying was, yeah. okay, you think that you're going to have freedom in this country, you're going to have peace, and you're going to have sovereignty, you're going to be a free people in this country. That idea is gone with the wind. We're going to destroy <laughs> that. Yeah. That's the symbol right. they're using in the movie is to say, uh, the thought of, of America having this destiny, and, and like right behind me is the, is the uh, Jubilee bundle. We're counting the days of Jubilee. We're counting. I've got it right here. We're counting. Uh, this is the sixth day, actually, of Omer, America. You count 50 Omer, and then that's the Jubilee on the 50th day. And that we had this destiny. They were saying that destiny is gone with the wind. That Tara is gone with the wind. But, it, it, but the bottom line is we still have the destiny no matter what they've tried to do. Go ahead. Um, so I wanted to piece that final piece of the puzzle on that. Yeah, that's. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. That. Uh, so the queen so this guy i had a you know i was having a a drink with him and he says we rent this equipment they come every year and they say where is it and they just have a little look they say okay and then the government sends them a storage check he said in february all of a sudden there was a flutter of all this activity we need to come and inspect it you need to assemble this equipment and we need to look at it so he's like well you haven't you've never done that before he says yeah well we're coming so four five six people all came and they assembled it all. And he said, look at the state of it. He said, well, we've had it over 20 years. You've never used it. It's just been in storage. He said, clean it, paint it, and reassemble it. We're coming back. So a couple of weeks later, they did that. And they came back and they said, right, we need more. This isn't enough for what we've got planned. We need you to increase the same equipment by 50%. And the guy says, well, that'll be uh, 50 grand. And they said, okay, send us an invoice. We'll pay you tomorrow. He's like, well. I should have said a hundred. Exactly. So now he's <laughs> why are you going cheap? So now he, he 
He's cleaned it, prepped it, painted it, increased it by 50%. He's then had to move it to a new location, strip, tear it all down, move it to a new location. Now they've got it in their storage. Okay. Right, currently right now. So that's that. Currently right now, it's in, it's in preparation. He's not in possession of it anymore. He's delivered it back to the government ready for use. They've approved it. They said, great. Thank you very much. Thank you for your service to the crown. Now, today in London, somebody took, I did, when we did this story with Joseph Gregory Hallett, there was one great big royal emblem missing from the front gates of Buckingham Palace. And why is it gone? Oh, it was damaged, but it was damaged two years ago. Come on, man. You'd have that remade. You'd have it back up. Right. Somebody, somebody sent me a, yeah. Somebody sent me a photo today saying none of the emblems are up on the front gates at all. Both of them are gone. So there are no royal crown crescents and emblems on the gate. The photo could be fake. I got it about two hours ago, Melissa, but it looks like it's it looks like it's today because they could be photoshopped. But the source of mine, I know she's a follower. She's she's on it. So okay, I've so sent somebody need, up What there. we need everybody to do who's on our channel <laughs> is come to a video, either on your Telegram, my Telegram, some, someplace, put comments, go over there and, and, you know, man on the street, put the timestamp and all that so we can, you know, just verify it. That's all we have to do on all these things, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to ask Tom numbers now after we, we jump off here. I'll ask Tom numbers. Melissa, do you want to see Scoter's grave? You want to see it like a, yes, a minute okay, and a half? Yes, if I can... Yes, I do. And then um, I want to, I could show you that too. So let me make sure that I can I give you the power to share your screen. I don't know. Can you yep. share it? I can. Thank you very much. You can. This isn't the whole video. The whole video is about seven minutes. Yay. But awesome. I didn't this even is do the last, last 30 seconds is all we need. Well, no, it's a bit longer than that. So I'll bring it up. You can okay. see that. Yeah, it's about two minutes. Yes, perfect. This was after a this was after a two mile hike inland. Fiona O'Neill, the local girl. The story of an Egyptian princess has been handed down through the ages in Irish folklore. And certainly these large Neolithic stones mark the place of a truly significant event. But for now, we leave Skota resting in peace in this beautiful and green field. And perhaps in the future, some archeological evidence will surface to show that this story is based on fact and not just an ancient myth or legend. Oh, wow. You got the, <laughs> you got the, uh, the rainbow.
I got the rainbow in there too. Oh, well, that's Skoda's grave. There's these Neolithic stones there, Melissa. Um, yeah. It's certainly marking something that's of significance because yeah. they're nowhere near the road. Yeah, you can't just. No. And there was another ancient stone to the side, which was covered in graffiti so old. I was trying to put water on it to, to see if I could get any codes off it. But that was that was that very very interesting. What I'll, happened I'm going to send you my videos again. They're on the if they, for those of you who are watching, they'll go to the playlist called uh, "Lost Tribes of Israel Found." There's an amazing researcher named E. Raymond Capt. Have you ever heard mm -hmm. of him? No, I haven't. I don't think so. A lot of the he, times, I recognize the faces. Uh, he's older man i think he's gone now but um e raymond kept such an amazing researcher and he connected the dots of where the assyrian the, the israelites went when they were scattered in the bible it talks about that they were scattered throughout uh they call them the scattered tribes or the dispersion it talks about in uh, james and peter that they were writing to the lost tribes or the scattered tribes of of israel and so and he is able to identify where they went based upon various things like their language welsh is wow. hebraic Welsh has Hebraic roots. He's that's the, true. People, I, literally, I have stickers on every page. They're like, "This is important. I can't forget this." It is. Um, he shows their by their heraldry that goes back to the flags, the 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 the, the symbols that Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, gave to each of the tribes. And so that how they they you know, of course, the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. We always think of that one, and that's their heraldry. Mm -hmm. Also, their artistry, their 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 metalwork, and all of that. One other thing I want you to know about the stone, because that stone that was right there on her grave is very looks reminiscent of this stone of destiny, also called Jacob's pillow or Jacob's pillar. And so back in the day, they you know they put the 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 the, the rings in it, and then they would carry it because it was just too, too huge to carry. Okay, you can't just pick this thing up; it was just too big. And so when, yeah. when Jacob put his head on it, he couldn't carry it, and then he went to. You know the story of um, of Jacob when he married, um, you know Rachel and Leah and Zilpah and Bilhah. He had four wives. So in at the very beginning of the Israelites, we already had a quite multi ethnic family. So they've made us think that the Israelites are just that one uh, look like one certain way. That's totally not true. That is not at all true. That from the very beginning they had multiple skin colors in that one little family. Okay, from the very, very beginning. And then he actually adopted Jacob's two sons, um, uh, Ephraim and Manasseh. So that makes actually now 13 in the tribe. So anyway, so when they came back through is when they put the rings in it so that they could carry it. And then as they carried it from then on, that's that was the miracle stone that the, the water poured forth out of this stone to provide for them because it's a million people, whatever, going through the desert for all that those, that time. They would have, you know, certainly de been dead. Um, but whenever they they passed, um, they were going to be in a battle. They would uh, Moses would sit on the stone, and he would hold mm -hmm. up his staff. And they would hold up and this guy named Aaron, one of his helpers, and this other guy named Her. They would help to hold this his arms up because that. And whenever he would hold up the the, the staff, then they would win the battle. If they weren't doing, if he wasn't doing that, uh, if they weren't holding it up, then they would start to lose the battle. That, that there's another piece of really great research. This was from the book of Jasher. The Bible says actually to go and research, the, read the book of Jasher. And I had read that all my life, but I never really, like, I don't even know where a book of Jasher is. Well, we live in such an amazing day. Now you can just Google it and there you go, right? And so uh, there's this guy who has done all this research. He reads the book of Jasher out for you. But in the book of, there's the book of Jasher. There's a book of Jubilees, which again is that, 
that that promise that one day we'll have Gasara. Basically, Jubilees is Gasara, where the all the captives will be freed, all the debts will be paid, all this stuff will happen. All right. So, the, but the amazing thing was, um, I want to say it was a no. Hang on, Moses, Abraham, Abraham. I don't know. My brain can't remember who it is. Anyway, so one of these <laughs> went into the this for this uh this um this garden and saw this blue rod sticking up out of the ground kind of like a you think of like a turquoise aqua glistening rod he's like what in the world is that you know and so he went over and he plucked it up out of the ground and was looking at it he's like wow this is this is a remarkable you know rod what is this well so he walked over he saw this 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 lady whatever and her her dad who was basically the like the head guy in this this village and they looked at him like, what, how, how, where did you, how did you get that? Where did you get that? And the legend is, and this is actually from the book of, I want to say it's the book of Jasher. It might be Jubilees. I've read them both. Anyway, that only the chosen one would be able to pluck this out so much like the sword mm -hmm. and the stone. Okay. Yeah. So when they took over, so this is something to just kind of add to what your research is. Not only did they have the stone, but they also, Jeremiah also took the stone and the rod which had been in the Ark of the Covenant. They didn't take the Ark of the Covenant. That's a whole other story. That was my first video to ever go viral. It had millions of views before I was kicked off of YouTube. That's another story <laughs> altogether. Amazing story about the Ark of the Covenant. But anyway, but they had taken the rod. And so I believe the, it's, uh, I think you're really on it that this rightful location of it is Ireland and Scotland. Yeah. Somewhere there. But you, they should call you a million miles an hour, Melissa. That's what they should call you. <laughs> I don't know how your brain, you know, you know, what's great about you is you get the words out because how fast your brain is. That's, that's why you're so fast. Well, this stuff, it's I get impressive. excited when you start talking about that. I'm like, this is the funnest, this, the coolest stuff, because what it makes it really, when you start to get this different vision of that Israel is all of us, everybody who's fighting yeah. for humanity is God's people. We are yeah. Israelites. It, it says in the Bible, so they, they've lied to us in so many ways and you wouldn't necessarily know it unless you really know the, the Bible and you can, you know, just like anything that you're, that you have an expertise in, you can tell if somebody's playing you, right? The, the, yeah. the maybe the yeah, lay yeah. person wouldn't know, but if you're an expert in the field, you're going to know. Anyway, so they, the, the reality is that it says that um, we, the, the children of Abraham are the ones who have the same faith as Abraham. And what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Is that to just do good to humanity, to, to love people, to fight for the children and all of that. We're actually, and by the way, we're doing a, an event in Sarasota, May 7th. Everybody go to Skippy, Skippy de Duda, Skippy, not Skippy de Duda, but Skippy de Duda. Anyway, that's <laughs> kind of confusing, but anyway, S-K-I-P-P-Y-D-O-O-D-E-E-D-O-A. <laughs> I don't even know. Whatever it is, skippy do do da. Go on there and join with us because we are uh, Mike, who did Out of Shadows. Mike Smith is it? He's going to yeah, be there. Mel yeah. Kay is going to be there. I would love for you to come and be there just to support and to make sure that we get this help, you know, to the right people who will truly, truly take care of the kids. Because in the past, I've not wanted to support any of these because I don't trust anybody. I, all these people who are involved in this, I have vetted, and I know that they're the the legit ones who are trying to truly going to help the kids because the reality is we have to do it we can't rely on the government. absolutely the um, you, you know something you just touched on there was 
the last show I was talking about, I was talking about Jesus and the message of Jesus. And he came, he was all about love. He was saying, forgive your neighbor. Do not steal, do not kill, do not covet thy neighbor's wife. You know, the message that he was giving is the same message that all of us truth talkers are today. Leave us, we want to live in peace. We don't want to be pushed around or enslaved anymore. And a lot of the messages in the, in the biblical passages are very prevalent in what's going on today, Melissa. And one of my favorite you things think? is... That's my yeah. whole stick, bro. That's my whole deal. <laughs> You're stealing my thunder so, now. Yeah. Well, no, no. I, you know, I call him source. I don't like him as God because I think, well, God, it, it must go back to the original creating point. There must be one point of utter creation, but it's the same energy. It doesn't, I don't ha have any problem with that. But one of the things that you mentioned there about being lost in the desert for 40 years, something that maybe you haven't thought about. I'll just throw it out there. You're probably going to hit me now. Over okay. <laughs> but I'm, I think I'm ready to click I, off of this thing quick. If you say so. No, 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 no. The full foot lost in the desert for 40 years. I think what they were doing there is I think they were waiting in the desert for 40 years because they just escaped slavery. They had the slave mentality. They were beaten up and their whole souls were in, in, in dis disarray. So I think they waited in the desert for 40 years and had two generations. And when they came out of the desert, these two new generations were warriors because it got rid of the fear and it had, it took two generations to clear the memories. So the new people could teach them about what the truth is and how you should live your life. But when they emerged from the desert, they were a totally different people with they, they'd finally tuned their faith and their spirit. And this is what happened afterwards. They became warriors and it ties into your other story. I don't think they were lost. I think when they're saying, you oh, know, is it over there right. or is it over here? No, no, no. I think no, no, they no. were just no. saying, okay, we need to retune. You're right. That's actually in the Bible. It says that, you know, they were, they were, uh, with the, the story goes that there were 12 spies that went into Jericho and they said, oh, you know, 10 of them were like afraid. They're like, we can't go in. The people are, it's a beautiful land, but there's giants and we can't do it. They were all afraid because they had that slave mentality. Two of them said, we can do it. God will help us. He will you know, be with us. And everybody listened to the 10. Okay. And so then after the Lord said, okay, fine, this generation is going to have to like you said, just die off to get that slave yeah. mentality out of them and get a new generation that's ready to be the warriors. Like us, this generation, we're ready to, if we don't care what you do to us. We don't care what you say about us. We're going to keep fighting until we get this done. And so that exactly has happened. It's actually in the book of numbers. It talks about that very thing. And so, uh, and then actually then uh -huh. they, they decided, oh no, now we want to take it. Cause anytime you're told you can't do something, then it, that human nature is like, I want to, I want to, I want to do it anyway. So then they, they try to take, and then they, they get pushed back because it, if they'd done it based upon when the Lord told them to in faith, they would have, they would have won. So you're, you're exactly on it. That's it. I don't, I, I yeah, don't that, think they were lost. I... The lost tribes is after they were into captivity. Okay. So they came out of Egyptian captivity yeah. and then yeah. they started doing this Baal worship. The, the, the mm -hmm. rulers got them involved in that. They're thinking, Oh, this is the way to worship God is to sacrifice your children. I was like crazy. And they believed them and, they ended up, God says, I'm going to, you have to stop because bottom line, it's yes, it's evil, but more, even more than that, it's going to, the whole nation will be wiped out if you don't can, if you don't put a stop to this. So when the, that's when the Lord says he was going to uh, cast them into Assyria, they were ca taken captive into Assyria. And this is what's in that book, uh, uh, E. Raymond Capt, the, it's called the lost, um, 
the missing links discovered in Assyrian tablets. So he found Assyrian tablets, all this kind of like hieroglyphics he was able to decode so that they named them. Guess yeah. what they named them? They changed their name from Israel to Gomer and Chomer and Chimera. So when you see those terms, know that that's talking about this, the Israelites that were scattered. And so then they moved mm -hmm. and then Cyrus came in and he says, I don't need you to stay right here. You can go wherever you want. It's all my kingdom. Go wherever you please. And so they went across the Caucasus Mountains. They went all the way to Ireland. They went, they filled all of Europe. They went into India, all in Russia, everywhere. And so the thing is, who knows if you're an Israelite, we very well may be. Our symbols on our presidential seal are the tribe of Manasseh with the olive branch and the arrows. So, you know, many of us are, but the reality is it, what all that really matters is not your bloodline really, but your heart. As you were saying, yeah, yeah. Is, you know, do you really, and, and, and it could be someone maybe be a Buddhist or a Muslim or a whatever. The, there's a wonderful story about this woman at the well. And she says that she knows she's sitting there talking to Jesus and she's kind of surprised that he's talking to her first of all, because he's a Jew. And he's like, what are you doing talking to me? And he says, would you give me some water? And he's like, she's freaking out. She's like, why would you ask me to give you water? Cause I'm unclean. Right. And so she starts talking to him and he says, um, he's, he's asking her some questions about her. <laughs> anyway, he knew all about her checkered past and she says that she knew that we are yeah he knew all of this her dirt anyway so then she says um we know that when the savior comes that he's going to disclose all these things to us he's going to make it all clear so i think that that's what's going to happen all over the world there's been a misunderstanding in every religion has has misunderstandings and they're, they're, he's going to bring us all Absolutely. to this common knowledge it says that um the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the lord as the waters fill the sea I mean, isn't that a beautiful way to say it? The water's filling the sea. It's just everybody filled with this uh, understanding and this goodness. And the bad guys, out. I'm going to show you real quick. Go ahead. Are you going to say something? Uh, I was going to say, it's strange how we're all of the same sort of age group. The real frontline battle warriors. Oh, there's the queen, allegedly. We're all between... <laughs> right. 40 and 40 and like 45 and 55 more or less it's in that 10 year period like 1965 to 1975 uh -huh. it's an odd thing most of us are in there well and a, and a lot of this because i remember when i went to college i i could tell even then i'm like this they're trying to the filming with propaganda and all the yeah. more the younger people have just been totally this is really the communist way is they take the younger ones who don't have the the understanding of, of, you know, the dangers of communism and all that. And they just get them, they're idealistic and they don't understand the dangers of that. So, but this is from, uh, I wrote this new book called, um, okay, so let me back, back up. A lot of the Christians are super like set in their ways on this is what revelation is and this is what it teaches. And there's nothing you can really say to them to uh, help them to see that that's not the truth. They think that we've got to escape out of here. They don't think that we're going to win. And it's very, a lot of Christians are super depressed because they're scared to pieces that the enemy's going to take over. Whereas you and I are like, we're going to defeat these creeps. <laughs> Whatever name we want to call yeah. it, we're going to defeat them, right? So I wrote, yeah. I wrote this book, it's called A Major clue end times major clues from minor prophets the thing is a lot of people don't even know what the minor prophets are so they don't have their heart and mind set on what this is whether it's you know they don't they don't have a dog in the fight they don't really care you know mm -hmm. they're like i don't even know micah anyway so look at what micah says this is exactly what we're seeing right now he will take up my case and give me justice for all i've suffered from my enemies just fill in the word deep state cabal yeah. The Lord will bring me into the light and I will see his righteousness. The thing about all over the world, this everything being done right. Righteousness kind of sounds churchy, but righteousness means like, I just want stuff to be done right in the courts, yeah, correct. in the schools, in the government, and all that. 
Okay, then my enemies will see the Lord is on my side. The Lord is, the God is with us. He's not with these evil ones. He's with us. They will be ashamed. They taunted me saying, where is this God of yours? With my own eyes, I will see their downfall of the cabal. <laughs> and they will be trampled like mud in the streets. <laughs> How you like that? that That's awesome? very good. It's very it's, poignant. It's great. Is it, it, it's all throughout the Bible. And you wouldn't, I didn't know it because I didn't realize who, that are the people we trusted were the very evil ones. I didn't know that. So it also says this in Zechariah. Look at this. We are the immovable rock. That's what we are. How long we've we been fighting. We're not going to stop until we win, right? On that day, I'll make yeah. Jerusalem. Think of God's, don't think of Jerusalem as a city. Think of God's people. He will make you, me, Charlie, all the people on your channel, my channel, all over. All of us are an immovable rock. All the nations, will, all the evildoers will gather against it to try to move it. They will only hurt themselves. On that day, he says, I will cause every horse and rider to panic and to lose their nerve. I'll watch over the people of Judah, but I will blind the horses of their enemies. And the clans of Judah will say, the people of, God, of Jerusalem have found strength in the, in the Lord of heaven's armies, their God. God is giving us strength. There's no doubt. You know, we may not all have the same understanding about God or whatever, but there's no doubt he is filling us with the strength to fight in this battle. Look at this, verse six, on that day, I'll make the cleanse of Judah like a flame that sets a wood pile ablaze or like a burning torch among the sheaves of grain. Like that, imagine that little grain thing. If you, you light that, it's just going to burn up. All that they have done, mm -hmm. every lie that they do, we're just burning it up. They'll burn up all the neighboring nations right and left while the people, while we remain secure. Last, last portion is look at this. This is what happens to them. The Lord will send a plague on all the nations or the new world order who fight against God's people. Oh, Jerusalem. The people will become like walking corpses, their flesh rotting away. Isn't that what we're seeing? These ones yeah. who, who've uh, been doing adrenochrome, they're rotting away. Their eyes will rot in their yeah, sockets. Their, their tongues will rot in their mouths. They'll be terrified, stricken by the Lord with great panic. They'll, like <laughs> Hillary, they'll, uh, they'll fight their neighbors hand to hand. They're fighting Pelosi. Huh? Look at Pelosi. Look at Pelosi. She looks like that now. Like death. Cool. Like death. Well, the, the latest thing that just came out was that they're Hillary and Podesta are coming out against Sussman, saying, you know, basically let, throwing him under the bus. They're fighting each really? other. They're, yeah. They're, they're all turning each on each other. They're, the wealth of the neighboring nations will be captured. Great quantities of gold and silver and fine clothing. That's Gasara. Oh, how about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And in, in, uh, I won't go to it right now, but in uh, Nahum, it says, loot the silver, plunder the gold. All of their, uh, everything will be taken. It says in uh, Joel that uh, they'll be left penniless and helpless and they'll stand trembling and, and, and helpless. This is, uh, yeah, but this is yeah. all in my book, On End Times, truth. Major Clues from Minor Prophets. Pretty exciting. Well, we won't talk about the things that we were going to talk about, but that was good. I like that. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I will send you everything, what, what, me everything. Yeah, please. Yeah. Me too. I'll send you mine. I was going to just share one last two-minute thing because please. one of the things I think is important is knowing that you're on the right path, that you're guided by God. Yes. And you keep getting confirmations when yes. all the doors are opening and you can't do anything wrong. It's an amazing experience. I crack up laughing with this. It's like, oh, you know, for example, coming through the airport, I'm saying, I'm ready for a fight. Here we go. And there then I just, I just, when they say, oh, do this, do that, I just ignore it and walk straight through and, and small things like that. But we were talking about biblical events and this sandstorm. And I, to, to try, I've got a video of how bad it was. A lot of people haven't seen it. But I talked to a gardener, Spanish gardener. I said, have you ever seen anything like that in your life? He says, I've been a gardener 50 years. Nobody has ever seen it this strong. It was like 
one of the, the Passover plagues that were in the Bible that came to uh, help the Jews to get out of there, you know, the, the frogs, the, the plagues, Red River. Yeah, the plagues. So was it seven or five? I want to say 10. Plagues. Oh, well, that's even better. <laughs> right. It took, so it took I'll, a minute. That's I'll share book. this video. My next book, I'm going to say, we are just like the people crossing the Red Sea. We are going through the plagues. We are David Cullen and Goliath this new world order that's my next one i've got i've got to write that book i i believe it i believe it so this is this is confirmation about my work and how important it is and, and i found this very interesting this is the guy i work with he's a shaman from mexico yeah so i'll play this for you guys okay. and you'll see how bad this storm was as i landed back in spain after doing the ceremony for the egyptian princess gota this is what i was greeted by is in the egyptian museum and the weird thing about that was three years ago when i was in the cairo museum which is a fantastic place i kind of got lost and i ended up going behind one of those velvet ropes you know that they have at theaters you can't go here and i ended up in the middle of the room in this huge it looked like something from indiana jones it was all these giant boxes made out of wood and shredded wood with all these egyptian artifacts packed in there and I was alone. There was no security there. And I was there for about an hour. And I came across the statue of Nefertiti in Akhenaten. And I cleaned his feet. I said, you're so beautiful. Why are you not out in the main part of the museum? And I've stood there for about an hour talking to the statue of both of them. It's oh. mind-blowing. Because he has a very distinctive beard, Akhenaten. And the head shape, you can, he's very easily recognizable. He kind of has a bit of a stretched head. So yeah, 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 confirmation, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. for your viewers, Melissa, confirmation, you have to be able to read the signs that you're on this right path. Yes. This, this, this I want to show truth. you something about that, 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 uh, that shape. Oh, look okay. at that. You've, you've seen this before. Yes. I've shown this to you before. No, no, I know the, con no, no, you've never shown it. No. Okay. So, okay. This is biblically called the sign of the son of man. 
also in the old testament in many remember i was telling you about my book in this chat i have a chapter called the woman in labor it talks about the woman in labor 18 times in the old testament i'd never noticed this before it's just god is just directing me so i can piece these things together this is the woman in labor virgo is god's people we're just we're you know, not that we're all virgins, whatever, but we are trying to, we're good people. We just want to help people. We want to help the world. We don't want to be, we don't want to hurt kids, right? So this is the the virgin, Virgo, right? And um, so that mm -hmm. she is, uh, the, the very exact verse is in Revelation 12, and I'll read it to you. It says, I know it's too tiny for you to read. There appeared a great wonder in heaven. That's really a constellation. It's, it's, and it's uh, various things going on in the heavens. The, the, this wonder is a woman. There's only one woman in the, in the, the, the Maseroth, in the Zodiac, okay? Of all the constellations and the main ones, that there's only one, okay? So it's got to be Virgo. There, there was a woman clothed with the sun. There's the sun, right? They're clothing her. There's the moon under her feet and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. So normally it's Leo, the lion of the tribe of Judah. So she's right next to our Lord Jesus, who's the, who's the lion, the king of the jungle. And so she's right next to him. And so this is actually, when you talk about the alpha and the omega, the, it begins with, with uh, Virgo and it goes all the way around. He's the end. Okay, he's the he's the whatever. So and so she is um, she's crowned with twelve stars. Now that made Leo with nine plus three more that came into alignment, which are Venus, Mars, and Mercury. Now I want you to draw this mm -hmm. out exactly, right? This right here, this shape, yeah. that is Nefertiti's crown. It. Ah, that is Nefertiti's that. crown. They knew. Oh, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's they the, had, she had the big. Yeah. Yep. There's Nefertiti's crown. Because they knew this way back in the day. I think this is one of the reasons that that library was burned down. They didn't want us to know this information. And piecing it together is not easy, right? We're all just one piece here and one piece there putting it back together. But, um, yeah, so that is the very shape of her of her crown. And That's so then I see it. I see it, absolutely. Isn't that cool? And then the last <laughs> part is that she was be, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. So there is Jupiter entered her womb. It was there for 42 weeks, which is a gestation period. 42 weeks. And it, I saw this with my own very eyes. I'm out in my yard. It took 42 weeks, but I could, I, I was able to, you know, identify Virgo and I could see Jupiter enter the womb and, and slowly go uh, down and it turns around. You can see this on stellarium.org. You can go on my website, freedomforce.live. I have a whole biblical astronomy. This is not astrology. We're not asking the stars to direct us. This is the Lord says, I put the sun, moon, and stars in the heavens for signs, seasons, days, and years. This is Genesis 1.14. He says he knows the stars by name. That's how we know what each of the constellations represents. But Ju but some of these, uh, Jupiter, which is named Melchizedek. Its Bible name is Melchizedek. Venus, Mars, uh, 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 Saturn, um, Mercury, they do loops in the heavens, literal loops. Some people say it's, it's, um, anyway, some other thing, but it's not, it's, it's literal loops. Once you watch it, you can see that it's literal loops. Anyway, so it gets in her womb. It does this loop and it goes, uh, out of her womb on the 9th of September. And it makes this exact, exact sign on the 23rd of September, 2017. One month later, 17 starts posting. And there was the great awakening. That's, this is the sign uh, in the Old Testament says, when you see this woman in labor, they will be in great panic because they will know they're, they're losing their power. This is, ah. this, yes, there's no doubt about it. That's how that keeps me from jumping off a bridge when anything crazy happens and Biden gets, you know, in the White House. I know this is all part of destroying them. This is biblical. And then the last part is, it's the coolest part about this at all, is the day that Jupiter entered into her, quote, womb was the day President Trump was elected.
Oh, no, really? Yes. That's in amazing. Matthew 24, 30, listen, listen to what Jesus said about this sign. He says, when you see this sign, you will see the son of man coming in power and glory and all the world will mourn. And he will send forth, <laughs> hello, and he will send yeah. forth his angels with a mighty trumpet blast to gather his chosen ones from the four corners of the earth. What have the angels done? They woke you up. They woke me up. They woke people up all over the world. They're shouting out. They're yeah. blasting in our ears the truth. <laughs> this is this is the sign. How about that? That's amazing. It's amazing. That's that's my, this is amazing. That's so on it, isn't it? That's I, have, great I thought I sent you my my book. I need to make sure to, that you get you my book and my audio book. Then you can hear the me. audio. Send me the audio. That's it's way better. The audio. Is yeah, it your voice? How it's in my head. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good to, okay. to hang out with you, bro. We can't let it go. Absolutely. Melissa. Let's let's not leave it so long because think about the synchronicity of the subjects that we covered today. Pure coincidence. But it isn't. The synchronicity is goosebumps today, Melissa. Really and is. That, it really is. This is, a, again, confirmation that we're on our right paths. And we should do this again very, yes, very soon. Yes, yes, very soon. Can we pray before we go, please? Would you? Would it be okay? We, we pray? Absolutely, yes. Okay. I'll let you. Yeah, you lead. Thank you, Lord, that you have drawn us together and you have got have guided our thoughts and our steps so that we can piece all of this together. I thank you for how you're using all of us, whether we have platforms or not. You're using each one of us to do the job that you've called each one of us to do, to put to piece things together, to share information, to 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 stand up and to fight back against this evil force. Thank you for your promise and your word that this day would come when we would cast them out and we'd have this beautiful 1000 years of peace on Earth. I thank you for this sign in the heavens that should let us know there's no doubt about it that this is it and i just pray that you will just continue to guide us as you have been until we get these people out of here and all that they try to do may it all come back and bite them instead of hurting any of your people protect us lord surround us with your angels uh, uh provide every need and we just pr put our trust in you and we pray this all in your great name jesus you're the king of the world amen all right brother i'm so glad lovely. to hang out with you Unless we speak soon, okay. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna right. next interview. Love right, you. Right. Thank Bye. you so much for speaking. You to too. Me. Bye. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of My Pillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and My Pillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my towels with proprietary technology, which makes them soft and absorbent. Towels that work, what a concept. They're made with USA cotton and come in a variety of awesome colors. My six-piece towel set is regularly $109.99, now just $39.99 with your promo code. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless.